Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go. Let's start with uh, J.J. McCarthy to the Broncos. ESPN predicts it to happen. Andrew Mason laying it all out that Field Yates. You know Field, huh? Yeah. I saw Field at the Super Bowl a couple times. Talked to him a little bit. You ever recommend he change his name? Actually, no, it's a good name. Good TV. It stands out. Field Yale. Do you know anybody anybody else named Field? Only person I know named Field. Exactly. Does anybody out there know another Field? That's, again, that's one of those first names. It's a thing. It's not a name. Right. Field. Yeah, like Usher. (laughs) Usher's not his real name. I mean, he's, he's got a real name. Should we just... Like Madonna. That's not Madonna's. At least it's a name. She has a name. Yeah. We should come up with one name names. Should we? Well, you are. You're Stink. Oh, that's right. I am. I already have one. <laughs> you already have one. Yeah. And, okay, yeah. That's a thing, too, right? I'm criticizing my own. Never mind. I like guys. Oh, I guess he name. was born. No, I guess he was born Usher. He was born Usher? Usher Raymond the Fourth. Yeah, I apologize. Is Usher a first name? I, well, yes. In this case, a it is. Fourth. It's a family name. I apologize. Did he come from a great family of ushers? Apparently so. Apparently. Field. What about Field? Is that... Where, where's the origin of Field? Oh, I'm sorry. Madonna was born Madonna. All right. Now, now all of a sudden, we're losing the uh, the appeal of the, the one what name. Ma- what's Madonna's name? Madonna Louise uh, Chacon. I got one for you, Bono. All right, Bono could not have been born Bono. No, his name is uh, Paul Hewson. Is it really? Yeah. Paul David Hewson. Yeah, you're right. Bono. All right. It's an instrument. Bono. That's why they called him Bono, because he had such a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful sounding instrument, the Bonavasio okay. or something. Where, like where were we? Really? Really? Um, so, anyway, Field uh. Yates put out a mock draft and has the Broncos taking J.J. McCarthy with the 12th overall pick as the fourth quarterback off the board. So you got that first group of Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. Then there's the the drop-off, the gap. You get into that next group. And uh, he believes that J.J. McCarthy is the uh, top of that next group. And that I've got his, I've got, here's Fields. Mock draft. I'm, so he's got the first three quarterbacks: Caleb, Jaden, Jaden Daniels to Washington, Drake May, and then Arizona takes a wide receiver. Chargers take an OT. New York takes a wide receiver. Tennessee takes a wide receiver. Atlanta takes an edge player. Uh, Chicago takes an edge player. At ten, the Jets take an OT. Minnesota at 11 takes a uh, edge player. And then the Bron- So it's the next quarterback. He's the fourth quarterback off the board in Fields' 
Correct. Yeah. That's what did I you said. you already say that? I did say that. Oh. <laughs> you just took 30 seconds to just repeat what I just said. Well, this is the sweep. <laughs> I want to make sure. I want to make sure. We people, got enough, enough content? Yeah, well, I want to make sure people are well informed during the sweep. <laughs> We're going to be here a while. How about yes. a little something, you know, for the effort, you know. <laughs> uh, now, the prevailing opinion is that you did say is that McCarthy, you know my math skills are not, or listening skills, uh, that, that McCarthy is, is considered somewhat of a raw prospect. Our very own Joel Klatt said he recommends J.J. McCarthy stay in college one more year for right. some, some more seasoning. And in, with with next year not expected to be that good of a quarterback class, uh, that he might you know be able to play himself into perhaps even a number one overall pick, or at least certainly very, right. very high. But he has already uh, announced he's coming out into the draft. So, uh, does, again, we're trying to... We're trying to figure out what Sean Payton wants. We're trying to get a read on Sean Payton. I, I, I'm already skeptical of of Sean's desire to nurture a rookie at this stage of Sean's career, especially when he's never done it before. Mm-hmm. I'm even more skeptical that he wants to nurture a rookie quarterback who may need basically a redshirt year in the NFL. Yeah, I mean... The whole going back to college, one, J.J. McCarthy, absolutely, if he's going to be drafted in the first round, should not go back to college. Don't pull a Matt Barkley. Remember Mark, Matt Barkley after his junior year? I think it was his junior or sophomore, Richard sophomore, whatever it was, was ranked the number one quarterback. If he came out in the draft, he decided to go back, and then he went down to like a third rounder or something. So it's absolutely the right decision. And again, if you see the potential of a guy that can operate your offense, that you can groom, then I think Sean would be okay with that. With, if the, you, with really, the bridge quarterback to go along. Yeah, bridge quarterback. You, you play the bridge for eight weeks or whatever as the kid is learning the system. You know, you do it the right way as opposed to, you know, the way they handled Drew Locke, for instance. Now, Drew Locke wasn't ready to play, and I get all that, but... You know, you had the gym teacher here coaching, and he didn't like anything. His sweats pulled up right under his chi-chis. <laughs> Looked like he was smuggling a yo-yo. Okay. <laughs> dude, man. Oh, my. Meeting with that dude is like... What was what was it like meeting with Vic? Seriously, you, you meet with coaches every single week. What was the Vic Fangio experience like? It was... When you talked to him, it was like he was... Doing his taxes while he was answering your questions. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he was multitasking. Seriously? Yeah, he was. Right, so give me, give me, give me a. Let, let's play a little role play here. A little acting, acting. Mm-hmm. So you, you be Vic, okay? Okay. Um. All right, here we go. So, so Vic, you're 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 trying to figure out who the best guy is, uh, Teddy or Drew. Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna go with this week? It's an interesting question. I'm going to go with the veteran. Knows the offense a little bit better. Guys respond. That's it. Yeah. Hey, I asked him oh once. My. I praised who was playing really well. 
But give me something about a guy that's playing exceptionally yeah. well. Okay, yeah. give me give me All a question right. like so, that. So, hey, okay. hey, you know, right now, I, I've been looking at the film. Some guys have, have stood out to me. Who's really standing out? No, no, out? give me one guy. Okay. Like, just say, this guy's really, like, jumped off yeah, the film. Me, He's made me, all kinds of right, plays. Give me the one guy who's just jumping off the film. No, you tell me who the guy is. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. All right, so I got to give me so a guy. So I was like, hey, man, give me a guy, so-and-so. Uh, all right, I'll say, uh, say I'll say Baron Browning. Baron Browning, off the edge. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. I've been looking at the film. Baron Browning's really jumping out at me on the edge. What? What? what, what jumping out for you, too? Yeah, he could play better. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Wow. I had that exact exchange. Dude, I mean, he's he, pressuring. He's you know he's playing the run well. He da 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 da. And he goes, yeah. I mean, he could be better. Alrighty then. Dude, that's the way it was. Like it was. Like oftentimes I'll meet with the coach. It'll be 20, 30 minutes. It's like great conversation yeah. stuff. That was a 10-minute conversation of absolute pulling teeth. Is that do you get to a point where when somebody's acting that way, do you almost get like, okay, this is the way you want to play it? Yeah, oh yeah. Fine. Screw yeah. you. We're done. Yeah, Thanks. I I, Thanks. I would, I would get in, I'd get four or five questions that I go, anybody got anything else? No? All right, thanks, coach. Done. Because he doesn't want to be there. Right. I need him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Where would he rank among Ooh, the worst the worst coaches you've dealt with? Wow. Worst coaches. Worst. And are you prepared to name names? Worst production names. Worst production names. Come on. Come on. Name some coaches. As a head coach. Head coach. As a head coach. He would be, he'd be the worst. The worst? Yeah. Lacking. Then there are other guys like like Jim Schwartz who would, oh, he yeah. invented football, so <laughs> as did Greg Williams. So they're just telling you about all the time they invented. Greg Williams would just sit and tell you how smart he is. Right. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, my wife works, you know, she's a doctor or whatever. And all her doctor colleagues come over. I'm so much smarter than all those people. And you just would <laughs> He'd like, say that? Oh yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah, Greg is a piece of work. I love him. He's a great well, dude. Well, you always like I to say, him. if you think there are egos in the locker room, walk right. walk back yeah. upstairs and yeah. uh, see what's in the coach's office. Yeah, there's there's always a few of those those guys. You just walk out and go, We just twenty minutes? What do we did yeah. we accomplish anything? <laughs> what do we do? Did we accomplish anything? Uh, some other no, just from bored, pure boredom. Vic is probably the worst. Really, just pure boredom. Yeah, just, just like, uh, yeah. That's our guy. That is our guy. Love he was Love our it. guy. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Well done. Good move there, John. Uh, the uh, Some of the other stories. So much has been made of the Carmelo Anthony interview with Dwayne Wade on the Y podcast in which uh, Melo talked about how he never uh, forced his way out, never demanded a trade. Right. What, what he did say, what he did say was that he made it clear that he didn't like the idea of the Nuggets rebuilding and that uh, basically said, look, you know, if you're going to start all over, you know, I'm not so sure I want to be part of that. So in his mind, that that's how he softened it and that okay. I didn't ask to be traded. I didn't demand to be traded. He did. He did drop this interesting nugget. Mm -hmm. He said that there was a deal done to send him to the Lakers. It was going to be him and Nene from Lamar Odom and Andrew Bynum. Okay. 
He said it was a done deal. And what happened? So he said the um, that it that it it fell apart. The deal was turned down. Well, if the deal was done, then how was it turned down? Apparently, uh, the the Nuggets were looking at something else. He said the deal was never with the Knicks. It was with the New Jersey Nets. Now there is some there is some truth to that because I remember we we thought so much it was going to be the Nets. Mm-hmm. That we did the Russian we billionaire. We did the rich Russian billionaire. Yeah, I wasn't here for that, but yeah. Give me the mellow. Give me the mellow. That's one of the best ones. Loved rich, rich Russian billionaire. I was just kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but he said the deal was with the Nets, and George Carl had a deal with Utah behind the scenes for Derek Favors. Well, so all these deals are being supposedly done right with all these different teams so what you're saying so, is a deal can be practically done like as close to a done deal as possible and still fall apart well that's not what i get out of it what i get out of it is that I'm all just these telling you that happened with aaron Rodgers. that's true that deals can true. be deals can be agreed on to certain principles agree upon the trade, and then a player that has a no-trade clause in his contract can go, nope, I don't want to do that one. That that can fall apart that way. He said, I ended up in New York, the Knicks, and that deal wasn't supposed to happen. But the, the point is, is that he, he's talking about all these teams that there were deals being talked about, and in some cases done. Right. Chicago, the Lakers, the said, Nets. We have one guy on the text line here that said George Carl vetoed the Laker deal. Yeah, he said that when they turned that deal oh, down. Okay. But the point of the matter is, is that why would the Nuggets be talking with all these teams about possible deals if Carmelo wasn't demanding to be traded? Right. That's my point. Yeah. Oh, there's For a no. guy who says that he never demanded to be traded, then why would the, the Nuggets be looking to, to move him then? That is, like, that's semantics, right? That's like, I don't know, like what happened in Seattle. The the word on the street in Seattle was Russ wanted, you know, the GM and Pete Carroll fired. I never said that. No, but maybe your people intimated that. So why would it be out there otherwise? Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it just, it's, it's not, and this is a little bit of subterfuge, I guess, and he's trying to kind of look over here and no, don't look over here. Mm. The fact of the matter is, is you want it out. You want it out. Yes. Yeah, stop, you want it. Stop, stop yeah. making yourself into this, this victim. Oh, poor me, poor Carmelo. I never, ever wanted to be traded. You want it out. Right. You didn't want to go through a rebuilding process, so you want it out. It's pretty simple. Why is it so... Why do you think it's so important to, to, that his... Nugget legacy, which he didn't give a damn about when he left here. It, it was mm -hmm. it was shocking and almost it was almost hurtful, really. If you were a a Nugget fan or even a Denver mm -hmm. sports fan, how quickly this guy left and never looked back. Mm -hmm. That a a town that uh, embraced you, uh, idolized you, put you up on a, a pedestal. Thank you for restoring. Interest in in Nuggets basketball. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Leaves and literally never looks back. 
The moment he lands in New York, it's like, I'm home. This is where I was supposed to be. Why now is his Nuggets legacy important? So much that he's saying, I never wanted to be traded. Because, uh, you yeah. know, they, they gave uh, Jokic number 15 to, to, to great, yeah, make people forget about me. Why? why? It's, a great, it's a great question. I think there's an easy answer. Because it's the only place other than Syracuse that he actually has a legacy. And Syracuse was a one-year deal. Nobody in the Knicks, like, you're never going to be one of the top 15 players in Knicks history. So it's the it's the one place where you can be recognized, where you can be remembered, where you can have a legacy. And, you know, you you tarnished it. And now you're trying desperately to repair it so that you can, when they retire Jokic's jersey, you can have, you know, you can be also up there in the rafters. Don't, don't, you, know, my, don't you think it's the one play where you come, you know, it's, it's like anytime you're a player and, you know, you're playing and, and life is great and you love playing and all that stuff, but eventually they kick you out. Eventually your skills diminish to the point where you're no longer, you no longer can play. And then you have to deal with your, you know, your work mortality, if you will. Mm-hmm. You're going to get pink slipped, outsourced, whatever the case may be. And now all of a sudden you come to the realization of, oh, shoot. Like I always tell young guys this. Very few people are going to remember that you played and even less will care. And there's a reality to once it's over and all of a sudden you're not treated the same as you were when you were playing. You're not the big deal you once were. And to be a big deal, like this is the one place where he has, you know, he's got years of, like you said, restored nugget basketball and brought it back on the map and they went to a, you know, to a Western Conference Finals. And and so you come to the realization that nobody in New York, New York cares. There ain't nobody that cares about Carmelo in New York. This is the one place. There is something to the idea that when you're playing, you don't think about your, your legacy. There, a lot of players say that, right? Oh, I sure. don't think about my, I'll think about that, you know, years down the road when I'm, you know, sitting on my front porch in a yeah. rocking chair type thing, right? But... I think this legitimizes the idea that once your career is over and you're no longer in the limelight, you do take a look back, you do reflect, and maybe you start to realize, uh, hey, maybe there are some things I should have done differently, handled differently, and you start thinking, and you're concerned, and you're uh, you're you're very territorial. You want to make sure that your 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 legacy is is the way that you want it to be remembered, and mm-hmm. it seems like I think he's having some some second thoughts and some some remorse about the way that he handled his nugget oh, exit. Yeah, I'm Can I sure. Ask you guys something. Yeah, yeah. Rogue. Do you think it might have something to do with jealousy? Oh, I oh I think there's a lot to that. Absolutely, I think he's he's not only jealous that. The Nuggets have become the team that he was supposed to be the centerpiece of them becoming. And let's face it, 15. The number that he wore has has been made famous and is being erased by Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I think there's a lot of envy there. There's a lot of envy there. I don't doubt that at all. The other other thing is, is you did not have... You did not have the connection, whatever whatever word you want, to build it, right? To be the focal point and to build it. 
you wanted to, like, I feel like being the scoring champion was more important to Melo than winning championships. And I think that's, that's harsh, but I think that's the way he played. And he grew up in the NBA in a time where it was, hey, let's go find, let's go put our, our teams together. Let's go, you know, it's right about that time when all that kind of, all that seemed to have started, right? The super team, and we're going to get all our, our, these great players together, and we're going to go about this championship run, and it was always somewhere else. The grass was always greener. And now you look back on it and say, man, I had an opportunity to do what Jokic has done. Jokic and Murray have been here, what, eight years? Yeah. Have built this thing together, have built it. They, they have, they've gone through the growing pains. They've built it together with Michael Malone. And, and look where they are right now. Yeah. They are an NBA champion, yeah. something you couldn't do. And I want to be forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. I, the part of his explanation for, for somebody, and this is how he's trying to couch it, that I never demanded a trade, but I didn't want to necessarily be part of a rebuild. Wait a minute, hold on. The whole second about, here's his quote, I'm not going to rebuild. I just got a taste of the conference finals. I'm not going to rebuild. I have like two years left on a deal, and they're going to make me rebuild. I'm not rebuilding. I'm hearing rumors that they're going to uh, amnesty Chauncey. You're going to send J.R. Smith and Nene to Chicago for somebody like uh, Joe Kim Noah. It took me six years to get to that point. Now they want me to start over. Oh, hold on a second. What your definition of rebuild is is different than mine, Mello. You just you got beat in the Western Conference Finals in what was a dream year. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, it was a year that stood out from previous years in which you couldn't get past San Antonio. You kept getting bounced early. Chauncey shows up uh, near the end of his career, and you have this magical year where everything comes together. But there was there was a a, a certain sense of. Um, you know, is this is this sustainable? And come on, you're 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 talking about replacing Chauncey, who's near the end of his career. Is, is anybody going to really look at J.R. Smith and Nene as? Oh my goodness! If you send them packing, right. that's a clear sign that you're you're looking to tank and rebuild. Come on, you're just reshuffling. You're reshuffling. Yeah. You're 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 looking to come up with a different mix. You're not trying to rebuild. I'm sorry. That's. That's a dodge. That's a little that, that's an revisionist excuse. history. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. I agree with that. Well, enough of Carmelo. Enough of Carmelo. Enough, uh, enough, enough time and oxygen spent on uh, uh, somebody who's just bitter that uh, he is quickly being forgotten in Nuggets lore. Up next, speaking of these Nuggets, and by extension, these Avalanche, uh, they're both kind of, you know, grinding through the dog days of their respective seasons. As we look ahead, how much confidence do you have in these two teams? That's next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found ya. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan.
Josh Henderson? No, she's smart. Just, like, why? Why you gotta do that? Why you gotta do that? Mrs. Brain? That's a good song. Dog days. These are the dog days. These are the dog days from the Nuggets. These are the dog days for the Avalanche. The question... I kind of like this. I do, too. The question is... When was this made? Is this recent? If I had to guess, maybe 2015? Well, I'll look it up. Okay, Florence and the Machine, you said? <laughs> yep. Okay. Does sound, sound like anybody you've you've heard before? Yeah, it's got a little Susie and the Banshees type of riff to it. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to hurry. Focus, focus, focus. The, um, the play of the Nuggets, the play of the Avalanche. 2008. Thank you. Mm. Play of the Nuggets, play of the Avalanche. Brand new music for me. So, confidence level. Okay. Confidence level in these teams right now, as they are both in championship windows. Mm-hmm. I'll ask you. I'll ask the texters. Ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043. Level of confidence in these two teams. Why is it high? Why is it low? Okay. Level of confidence for the Nuggets, very high. I despite don't, what you've seen. Yeah, despite what I've seen despite lately. Despite that they're I, barely a 500 team on the road this year. The way I look at the Nuggets, I think that in a seven-game series in the playoffs... There is nobody in the West that can beat them in a seven-game series. What do you base that on? That I base it on what they did last year, but I base it on their starting five and the way they play together and having the best player in the NBA, the best player in the world in Jokic, and how he affects the game and opens the game up for other players. That's it? Do you need more than that? Because you, you're you right about that, but do you see the proper amount of... Um, this is always something that's talked about after a, a title. Do you see the proper amount of, of focus, of hunger, desire? I see the proper amount of focus, hunger, desire when they need focus, hunger, and desire. I made this analogy earlier and I'll stick by it. They're the Chiefs. Oh. Okay, folks, if you haven't heard this, it's going to sting a little bit. The bile may come up in your throat a little bit, but he's right. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, the Chiefs weren't the same. They, oh my gosh, they don't they, they don't have the receivers. They don't have this. They don't, oh goodness gracious, they just don't feel right. They don't feel the same. They're vulnerable. Yeah, they're they're beatable. They're finally, guess what happened? Come playoff time. It's time to play. Yeah. It's time to it, it's time for our starting five to show up. And you know one thing about Murray, and Murray said it in that athletic article. One thing I know about me is when they need me to show up big in the playoffs, that's what I do. Yeah. And that's why I should be an all-star. Not because I defer during the regular season and we do what's best to win. It's because when it's yarble cutting time, you can count me in. My, my confidence level in the Nuggets right now is still a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Because... For, for two big reasons. One, when they've had to 
show they've shown. Right. When, when there's a sense that, okay, this is a, a litmus test game. For me, the, the, the game in Boston when they went in and beat the sure. Celtics. When Celtics were 20, sh- like 20 and 0 at home. 20, yeah, they were undefeated at home. Yeah. And the Celtics were pointing at this game as a, this is, a, this is our time to show. Yeah. That we're ready to go head to head with the defending champs. If we would have, uh, if we wouldn't have uh, slipped up and lost to the Heat, we would have been in the NBA Finals and we would have beaten right. the Nuggets. Instead, it was the Nuggets that won mm-hmm. on the famous parquet floor, and they out executed and outclassed the Celtics down the stretch. That that was all I needed to know. That mm-hmm. yeah, they're fine. And, and the other thing about the Nuggets is that they. They're still the team that won the championship. Their starting five is still there. Their coach is still there. Um, What's the origin of parquet? I have no idea. So it's a different kind of wood. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it the pattern? It's the pattern, yeah. The pattern is the parquet. The pattern, I guess, is parquet. Didn't they have a butter named parquet? Wasn't that they like did. A, they an did. imitation they butter did. Yep, parquet? They did. They did. How come they're the only ones that get a parquet floor? Could we have a parquet floor? It, it's their thing. I suppose you could put in a parquet floor. Yeah. Hmm. What are we talking about? I don't know why we don't. Why don't we get a parquet floor? Well, because then it's then you're just trying to rip them off. Then it's kind is of. Is there a different kind of floor that we could get? Be the only ones that have it. What do you mean? The only yeah. w- would they Instead be the of only a, a parquet floor? Maybe we get a Lando Lakes floor or something. Oh. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? How does this happen? How do you do this to me? I you just said parquet, and I thought to myself, what is parquet? I don't know. I don't know either. Fascinating. All right. Have you looked it up yet? Hit, hit, no, I'm, I'm not looking. New up. York, London, Paris, Munich, everybody dug around. All right. So I allowed you this little diversion. Okay. So now Sorry. we now we get back to it. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I. The other thing about the Nuggets is, is first of all, I trust them because I do believe in their ability to flip the switch, and know that what we're seeing in the middle of February is not what we're going to see come late April into May. I'm not worried about that. Secondly, the team is the team. The starting five hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. And secondly, yeah, the bench is is different than it was last year, but not extraordinarily different. Right. I mean, Bruce Brown isn't here. Jeff Green isn't here. Mm-hmm. But are, are you telling me that the absence of Bruce Brown and, and Jeff Green is enough to make you seriously doubt their ability to repeat? Come on now. Now, so I put I put the Nuggets still at 9 out of 10. How about the Avs? Where's your, confidence, where's your confidence level oh, in just them? For those who are driving around oh right now. Oh, my God. Beautifully intricate, elegant parquet flooring is a term used to describe geometric patterns made from multiple wood panels. Okay. It's not spelled like parquet butter. No, it's not. It's spelled with a Q. Yes. Parquet. Not a K. should be parquet. It's like parquet. It's spelled, it's, yes, it's spelled Why like parquet. Why is it parquet floor? Eh, you know, a certain little French flair there. Yeah. You know, parquet. All right. What was your, what was your question? Abs. Oh. If, if your if your Nuggets confidence level is eight out of ten, for me it's nine out of ten. Where's yours with the S? Five and a hook. Oh, now you're down to five and a hook. You were six earlier than when I said five. 
I've now come down adjusted. a little bit. I've come down a little bit. Well, you have an award-winning hockey podcast. So that influences you. It does influence. Well, okay, I'll, g- I'll keep it a six. Keep it a six? Why, okay, why do you have slightly above average confidence in them? Well, they've got maybe the two best players in the world. Not a bad place to start. Not a bad place to start. Um, they've got some other guys that ranting in the NNs that are legit. Mm-hmm. Um, if Val comes back, oh, big if, big and if. is right, yeah. that's a huge boost come playoff time. I still am concerned about their goaltending, mm-hmm. although they've won a championship with what I think is Say it. it was below average goaltending. Yeah, it I was, was going to say was adi- average. It was adequate at best. Yep, adequate. Yep. So, so that's probably why I'm a little bit higher than you, but not much. But I am nervous. Yeah, yeah. For me, for all those reasons, and and just whereas the Nuggets are mostly the same team that won a championship last year, the Avs are are a far cry from the team that won the cup. Mm-hmm. Just and and here they are in Tampa tonight. Uh, getting ready to, to play the, the Lightning in the place where they won the Cup. No Naz, never replaced him. No no Gabe, can't replace him. Yeah. And I, I just don't feel that the supporting cast, the role guys, are as impactful as they had that year. And so you put it all together, they still have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets, The Nuggets have earned my trust that once... The bright lights come on; they'll be fine. Yeah. The Avs, I, 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 they have a lot of work to do. The trade deadline's coming up on March eighth, so we're a little less than a, a month away. They've got work to do. In order to get my confidence level up to a eight or a nine for them, they, they've, yeah, they've got some work to do. Agreed. They've got some Agreed. work to do. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. You can uh, react to that. Rommelslot.com text line. 303-713-1043. Uh, also, uh, coming up next, we'll uh, get into uh, this uh, kind of mini poll that that took place yesterday regarding where Broncos country might like to see the Broncos go when it comes to drafting a quarterback. We'll recap that for you next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Got some good texts that have come in on the uh, Rumblesaw.com text line regarding our confidence level chat about the uh, Nuggets and Avs. We'll get to that. We had sort of an informal poll that sort of developed yesterday on uh, both yours and and my uh, Twitter feeds, X feeds, put together by Andrew Mason. Mace was recapping some of your breakdowns, film breakdowns of both J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix. And he basically created a, uh, so which one would you prefer, Broncos country, based on what you're hearing? And got a lot of responses, and I would say probably running a strong 70% in favor of J.J. McCarthy over Bo Nix. Those numbers surprise you at all? Um, do they surprise? I mean, a little bit. Because of the success Bo Nix had. You just said Bo Nix. You just said it. I know. Is that, it just comes was out that on natural. purpose or did you? No, it just is the way I say Bo Nix. Yeah, okay. 
But the way Bo Nix had the success he had at Oregon, Oregon, says Bo Nix had at Oregon, he had like 48 TDs versus three picks, I think, something like that. Crazy. Um, maybe he had more TDs, 4,800 yards or something. I mean, it was he had a ridiculous collegiate season. So I would just, based on those numbers alone, the fact that he's been in college for seven years or whatever, I would think most people would say, well, that's the guy. You know, he can operate and he can make quick decisions. And But there's a difference between making quick decisions based on who the one-on-one matchup is you like and making quick decisions based on the defense they're playing and where I should go with the football. And based on leverage and based on alignment, do I eliminate half the field right off the bat? Based on zone versus man, do I... Do I eliminate the zone side and get right to the man-beater side without even thinking about it? Do I get from the front side to the back side in half a second because I can eliminate it so quickly? You know, that's the processor that we're talking about, and that's not necessarily what I see in Oregon's offense. There's not a lot of that that goes on. So that's what concerns me, and that's why I said I would rather have a guy that has operated, even though he may not be as efficient and may not have the numbers, quote-unquote, that Bo Nix does, that I would rather have the guy that played in a professional-style offense. So when Joel Clack came on with us a few weeks ago and said, I like J.J. McCarthy a lot, but I think that the matter... The, the, the concern, not concern, he said, but the, the obstacle right now is just reps. He needs more reps. Sure. And that, if anything, he might really benefit <clears throat> from another year at Michigan, another year of seasoning. So when you look at J.J. McCarthy, you you like where he's come from, the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things you just said. Mm-hmm. But do you see a rawness in him? Oh, do you sh- see somebody who's going to need perhaps even, if not a redshirt year in the pros, you know, maybe needs, you know, six, seven, eight weeks into a regular season before he'd be ready. I, I, guess my, I guess my concern would be, or if you want to compare, how many pure, like, drop-back progression throws did J.J. McCarthy have versus how many drop-back progression throws did Bo Nix have? And even though he threw the ball a lot less than Bo Nix, and has less numbers than Bo Nick. Uh-huh. He may have thrown offensive-style throws more than Bo Nix. And those things are really, those things are really, it's just hard to determine what a guy is going to be. Like, you can have all that stuff. You know, you can have all that, the, all the throws and all the numbers and all the things. I just keep going back to the conversation I had in Houston with Bill Lazor, who said it's not the guy who puts up the best numbers or the guy that has the best college season. It's the guy who does the most NFL things. The guy that 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 the film says I'll transition faster than the dude. It's. It's the C.J. Stroud, and I'm not comparing these two guys, but it's C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. Bryce Young got in the NFL and was overwhelmed. 
C.J. Stroud, who throw who who played in more. They were still a bunch of shotgun and everything else, but they still played some more. Like the Big Ten, to me, plays a little bit more NFL-style football with Michigan, with Ohio State, with you know Northwestern. Traditionally, with, that's been the case. Yeah, yeah traditionally, and and you know, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't dive deep enough into college football to tell you how many teams actually play that way, but that's kind of the 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 gut reaction I have, and that's the conversation I had with CJ CJ Stroud just about about that style of of offense. And so I look at that, and it always concerns me when I get a guy that comes out of a completely spread, you know, situation. How is he going to react in the NFL? And and I would say, you know, I mean, again, like one of the things I liked about Josh Allen when he came out is he played in, in Wyoming in a traditional NFL type of offense traditional progression type of offense. And yeah, he didn't have a great completion percentage, but he threw the ball down the football field. And I always said that about Baker. You know I said about Baker Mayfield. Well, shoot, I hope you complete 70% of your passes. You know, 50% of your throws are behind the line of scrimmage. I should hope you get a 70% completion percentage. That's what got you on the list. I was on the list for a while. You were on his list. I'm off the list now. You, oh, you guys are pals. I saw the picture you guys took when you did a Tampa game. Yeah. look like best buds. Yeah. We're tighter than mouse nuts. Yeah. On the Ramoslaw.com text sign, some good reaction to our conversation about uh, confidence level for the Avs and Nuggets. This one's from Laker Mark. So, uh, oh, here we go. Consider the source. Right. They've needed desire against Minnesota and OKC to ensure the tiebreakers, and they couldn't turn it on. One title in 47 years, and now they're comparable to the Chiefs. Makes no sense. You guys didn't worry about the Avs last season either. That last part's fair, mm-hmm. but I learned from the mistakes I made with my confidence in the Avs. Mm-hmm. I gave their new look team too much of the benefit of the doubt and not didn't realize enough that what they were lacking from just a year ago mm-hmm. was significant. I just don't see the Nuggets lacking as much from their title team Sure. As the Avalanche were lacking from theirs. So, and as far as, do you really think the Nuggets are sweating the idea of, oh, no, we better make sure we have the postseason home tiebreaker against Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Otherwise, we've got no shot if we don't have home court advantage. Are you kidding me? I, I I, I just don't think that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just don't think that professional athletes at this part of the season are thinking about tiebreakers. No, they're thinking right now. They're thinking about getting through. This is like, this is like the NFL season from, let's call it week seven through week eleven. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it's a grind, and you can't play on adrenaline. And you're why? Yeah, all of a sudden. You know, Thanksgiving rolls around in the NFL season. You're like, ooh, light of the end of right, the tunnel. Right, Here we go. Right, All right, let's right. go. You come out of the all-star break, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more urgency. You're a little bit fresh. You're ready for the last 27 games and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, but, I mean, obviously we only have one championship. Laker Mark, you know, he points that out. It's not like the history of the Los Angeles Lakers. 
True. We don't have. No, we don't have. An in-season championship. That is true. And seriously, will we ever be able to compare ourselves to the Lakers? No. Until we have an in-season tournament. Plus, they got legitimate tough guys like uh, Willis Reed plays for them. Oh, wait. No, that's that's right. That was the brow, Anthony Davis. Who, I mean, took a shot to the head and had to go directly to the emergency room. So when the Nuggets come out of the... ICU. When the Nuggets resume play next Uh Thursday, they'll have 27 games left. 55 down, 27 to go. I would think that that qualifies now as, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Let's go. Predict their record. Last 27 games. Last 27... Ooh, good question. Last 27 games... Of the season. I'm going to say that over the last 27 games of the season. Let me write something down, see if you come up with the same number. Okay. Okay. 27? I'm going to say they go 21 and 6. Oh, I put 20 and 7. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. 21 and 6. I like that. 21-6. I'll take that. Good responses. We'll keep going, as, as including one that says, I need to let the whole Naz Kadri thing go. I'm not going to let it go. And I'll tell you why. Next.